may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny And not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny Welcome to the view from the ninny sponsored by Terrace Badger Terrace Badger started in 2022 and they create great custom design t-shirts Based on football clubs and songs sung on terraces We're proud to partner with a locally run business And you can get 15% off at terracebadger.com with the code VFTN15. That's VFTN15. Welcome back to another episode of The View from the Ninian, brought to you by Terrace Badger. Um, We're back. A weekend draw where Cardiff drew one all with the mighty Blackpool, the return of Gary Medine. And here to chew through the fat that is Gary Medine, I've got Ben Price and Tom Phillips. Ben Price, tell everyone about your curry. I've seen your tweet. It was so good it made you do a little dance. Oh, mate, it was incredible. It took ages. Where was it from? I can't remember. The I should have been prepared for this. I should have been prepared for this question. Um, it was on Just Eat. It was from Jashan on Cruis Road. Oi, oi, student territory. It was fucking top tier. We were out all day today. Haven't barely, well, I say we've barely eaten. We went to Mrs. Potts Chocolate House. Ooh. And literally all what I've eaten today. It's like a cafe that just does hot chocolates and stuff. And then you do like cookies and they drizzle it in like melted chocolate. And that's all I've eaten today until we decided to get a curry. And yeah, it was... I think people have have missed the food talk, Ben. So tell me about your order and did you put ketchup on it? No, I didn't put ketchup on it. I'm not a madman. I just put mint sauce like a normal person. Um, Uh, Mint sauce on a curry? No, joking. That was a joke. I was just checking. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Chicken tikabuna. Pilar nice. rice, Lovely. plain naan, because Fee doesn't like the garlic naans, and pop it on. She's not a fan, she doesn't like bits in the naan, she just likes the bread to soak up the juices of the curry, which I, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Tom, any curries in your evening? Uh, there was yesterday. Um, oh, today, I've had a, today I've had a meal deal and some pasta, so it's less interesting. Well, let's talk about your meal deal order. Where'd you get oh, it from? I knew I shouldn't have done this. Yeah, as soon as I said meal deal, I thought that would be... Um, what did I have? I had... The there's like a barbecue chicken and cheese one from Tesco's. That is a banger from Tesco's. That is my favorite sandwich from Tesco's at the moment. Yeah, um, I got um a naked smoothie because I feel like I'm beating the system. Yeah, maximize your money. Yeah, I don't even like them. And uh <laughs> then the Walk- straight a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the Walker's Max uh uh paprika. That is a pretty good, pretty solid good order, order, I think. A actually, solid choice, yeah. that. Yeah. Um. I had I had a veggie chili for tea. If anyone was interested. Lovely stuff. Lovely I was just about to ask. Yeah, I thought you would. I could see it in your eyes, Ben. But I thought I'd get in there first. And for lunch, I had a full Christmas dinner pizza from ASDA. I had the day off. I treated myself. I was rank. It wasn't very good. I felt <laughs> sick all afternoon. Uh, actually, I have a lie down after it. Um. Anyway, uh, talking about having to lie down after it. Let's talk about Blackpool. Um. One all draw. Um. Two points lost. I would say Ben Price. Would you agree? hundred percent. It was, yeah, it was a sort of perfect combination of shit refereeing and us not being able to finish our dinner. Um, mm-hmm. Just not like us, lads. We finished our dinner, all of us, tonight, didn't we? Demolished mine, and yeah, just massive, massive loss of points there. It's just worrying how blunt we are and how unclinical, if that's a word, that we are. Well. Um, Tom, does it worry you that I, I put it towards the end of this, but we can talk about it now? Does it worry you that we are so 
unclinical. I don't know what the opposite of clinical is. I'll say unclinical. I looked on um, FOTMOB, please sponsor us. Our XG was 1.52. Their XG was 5.2. So they're overperforming. We're underperforming. And and that seems to be the trend over the season, doesn't it? Yeah, like I would have thought it'd be higher than that. But we're not, it's not about not finishing it, did it? We're not really making it. Like we're not creating any chances. Like we have a lot of ball. We look like we've got a bit of intact in the tent. And we kind mm-hmm. of don't really create as much as we should in that final third. You know, Blackpool are a, a poor team who had seven injuries as well. You know, there's depleted poor squad. And we should have put them to bed before half time. But it's just the story of our season. We can't put these teams to bed. Like there's been games we've dominated this year. I think like Birmingham's the one always sticks out to me earlier in the season yeah. where it was only one nil. And we were lucky because they had chances. And it just keeps happening. And we just, we are completely toothless. And then it comes back to bite us. Like, we start games fairly well now, which used to be a problem, but we just don't score enough goals. And, you know, 1.52 is not really good enough as an XG, um, really, against a team of that magnitude. Because they, they're just one of the worst teams that we've had at CCS for a while, apart from us, probably. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's just a really, really worrying result against a team who are below us in the league. And let's talk about some of the positives. Um, we created a lot, you know, talking about being unclinical, but we did create a lot in that first half. Robinson had a good chance, probably should have had a penalty. Um, Etete obviously scored in that first half. That's that's encouraging, isn't it? Yeah, it seems to be the system we played in the first half, especially seems to be the way to get the best out of Robinson. Um, just someone playing off him, just someone playing off him so he doesn't have to be like the hold-up man. He can sort of run about and make a nuisance of himself. Um he was brilliant and Atete as well, superb. Just it was a really nice sort of thing. And I thought we should really be capitalizing on it and sort of looking to get more out of it, to be honest. Um, no idea how it wasn't a penalty. I know we're gonna to come to it in a minute, but just bits, just little bits out of that not going our way. Us just I think if we'd scored more goals, I think we sound stupid. If we scored more goals, we'd score even more goals. We've seen like to lack, mean, a yeah. massive lack of confidence and we take an extra touch. And the ball's in the right places at times, especially in that first half. The ball was there to be hit and to just... There was opportunities to score, even if our XG didn't really scream it. But, yeah, they we should have scored more. We should have been, like, come to be out of sight by half-time. Let's talk about the penalty, Tom. Um, I've watched it back two or three times now. I watched the highlights again today. I watched the YouTube highlights again. I... I don't know if it's a dive or he's taken out, but we saw in the World Cup, was it the Croatia game where the keeper came out, didn't get anywhere near the ball and caught the man. Robinson's had to take evasive action, hasn't he? Because the guy slid out and the ball's gone past him. So for me, that's a penalty. It's a penalty. There's no doubt about it. It's a penalty. And, you know, you don't see it very often, but like fans were unified on this on both sides of the game. There's Blackpool fans saying they should have been, they should have only had nine men on the field. You know, it was, it was one of those days. I, you know, we've blamed refs and stuff before, but we weren't good enough. But there's no escaping that the ref was extremely poor. Equally got, not good enough. Yeah, exactly. And But it's a blatant penalty. And, you know, it changes the game if we score it, actually. We've seen Robinson do a stupid no-luck penalty, haven't we? But, you know, um, you know, it, it, it's a massive, massive moment that should have gone our way and didn't. And, you know, it's brought up a lot. But the standard of refereeing in the championship is... It's got worse, it's, isn't it? it? It's got worse, considerably worse. It's just... It's just not good enough for the caliber of football. That's you know that's not played by us, but played in our league largely and played by the teams above us. Yeah, exactly. But it's just it's just not good enough for yeah for that level of football. Um, ben, can you see any justification for it not being a penalty? 
honestly, I've looked, I've like you, I've watched it a few times, and I can't see why he hasn't given it. He's got a clear, he's got a clear view of it. Um, I just don't understand how he's given it. It's not just how he hasn't given it; it's how he's so confident it's a die. So sure, isn't it? Yeah, straight away he's running over going this yellow card. It's fucking not. It's a horrific decision from a horrific referee. Um, I mean, there was another decision that we'll come to that was horrific um, a bit later on. But in between that, obviously, Robinson got that booking for the penalty, Ben, but he didn't let it kind of affect him. And he, he came good with a... We'll talk about the the, the Robinson the Tete goal. It was a lovely assist, wasn't it, from from Robinson? The kind of Traveller with the outside of his boot into the path of the Tete was beautiful. Oh, it's as good of an assist as you'll see, like, all season, especially from us. Um, it was a wonderful, wonderful hit. It's a player in confidence... Um, I think Glenn Williams sort of spoke, tweeted about how he's looking at good value at like one and a half million because he's had, I think, like nine goal involvements out of our last 12. I was going to say something like that, isn't it? Because he's about four goals, five assists or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he's, he's proven to be a, a bargain because we'd be in deep shit without him because he's a good player and he's fine. He's got, he's, he's at a place where he's clearly loved. He's the main man. He's really enjoying it. And the, even if the players aren't around him, aren't that confident. The way he's ping, pinging passes about at the moment is a player screaming at the top of his game. Uh, and Tom, the finish of a Tete, it didn't look like the finish of a man who hasn't scored at all this season and has looked out of it. Pre, you know, earlier in the season he looked pretty behind the pace. That was a lovely finish. He, you know, great into his path, one touch, and all he had to do was lift it over the keeper. Yeah, it was great composure from him. You know, like you said, it it, it didn't come across that he hasn't played much football. Um, and yeah, he, he looked really good. His, his all-round game, I thought, he held the ball up better than we've seen from him in, in previous games. He was a bit more of a threat when the ball was in the air. Um, but I, I don't think enough has been said about that assist from Robinson. No. I think it's absolutely sublime. Like, just the vision for, for start. He and then battles the off a defender. Yeah. yeah. It's just un- it's an unbelievable pass. And I think if we were in a little bit better form, that'd be absolutely raved about by our fan base. It's just everyone's a little bit flat at the moment. Because that it's it's a stunning assist, and then like I said, it's just a great finish as well, and it's a classy move that we haven't seen enough of this season from us. And you know, it's a pity that we didn't get the result after it because it it really was a thing of beauty that goal. And and I'd I'd love to see more goals like that. It don't have to be thirty yard screamers stuff like that. Is you know, it's so good to see. Um, Ben, you know, you 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 talked about Atete at the Whittingham game, um, and how he looked like a, a completely new person. That's what you needed, wasn't it? A goal now should should set the tone for the for the next couple of games. You could feel the weight of the world come off his shoulders in that celebration. Um, yeah, he really, really needed that and deserved it as well. Because the diff, I think that the big difference for me is that he's just putting himself about. He's wanting to get on the ball. He's wanting to be involved in the play, and that's what he wasn't doing before. Um, yeah, I was massively impressed with him again. Um, like I said, he's. Since that Whittingham tribute game, I feel like we've got a completely different player on our hands and we just need to get more out of him. We just need to get the ball to him more and hopefully I think there'll be goals to come. You could say he's like a new signing. <laughs> he was. He was a new signing, lad. <laughs> um, uh, you know, it feels like I feel like I'm doing match of the day two here. Too good, too bad. Let's get on to the bad stuff. And mainly Gary Medine. Um, I mean, again... Refereeing decision, Ben. I think you were you were pretty livid about this one. Um, how has he stayed on the pitch for that awful challenge on NG? It's a red before you sort of see what come out after the game. Yeah, it's a horrific decision. He's clearly gone in to hurt the player, and then you find out that in the tunnel he's, he's gone off saying, oh, "Give us twenty quid and I'll break your leg." Um, yeah, it's 
it's outrageous again that the referee hasn't given that. It's so weak refereeing just to cop out and just give a yellow card. And I don't see how you can say Robinson's dive is worthy of the same punishment as a stamp down like that. NG was so lucky his leg wasn't planted because that would have been horrific. Um, Tom, Medine's just a prick, isn't he? Yeah, that was a fa- that was going to be Nasty my point. Prick. He's just not a very nice man or prick. Yeah, we'll go with prick. I don't know why I tried to kind of you know, <laughs> make it a bit sanitize more it. Yeah, it's a good word. But yeah, when it who's paying who twenty quid in this? By the way, but yeah, Medine but... Fight Club, isn't it? Oh, fair enough. But um, yeah, it's just it's a horrible, horrible tackle. And then for you know Hudson to come out and say about what's going on in the tunnel. You know, you don't see that very often in terms of there's just calling hatred. It out. Yeah, calling it out because he's just a vile man. And we just knew he'd come back to haunt us. Like, but this is another way I didn't expect it to. The goal and being a prick and it should have been sent off. And lovely Perry as well, who's never done any harm to anyone. He's never wound anyone up. <laughs> so, no, he's just um, an- Oh, it's a horrible, horrible man. It was the as perfect as I, mix, though, wasn't it? It was just yeah. yeah. X player who's done fuck all for us in like the three. Was he? He was there three years, wasn't he? Absolutely horrific for us. A player that should have been sent off, all combined into just guaranteed to score a goal. I wish I put some money on it as soon as that he didn't get <laughs> sent off because it was a banker as soon as that happened. Um, as I understand it, Gary Medine has a private Instagram and he changed the Instagram photo to him in a Cardiff City training shirt over the weekend. Um, so that's another level of to the, to the shithousery on show from him. Um, I, I kind of respect that, but I wish he did it on his like on a public one, not just yeah. a private or don't hide behind a private. If you're it's gonna... like G, GLM underscore prive, P-R-I-V, because um, friends and family anymore. only or some bollocks. Um, <laughs> if you're going to do it, just do it. Yeah, just be out in front and do it and it's funnier then, to be honest. Thing is, I think he's just, just a, he's just a dickhead, isn't he? So like, he, he can't be in public. Um, there was um, I saw a, I sort of searched his name on Twitter, and you know how he's talked about how he was like doing this new lifestyle. He's not going out and stuff. There was people saying, "What was that pub you saw him in, Tom?" Oh, something Mars, like Scruffy Mars or Scruffy Murphy's. I can't yeah, remember. he Scruffy Murphy's. Right, he was spot. There was a bunch of Blackpool players saying on Thursday he was spotted in there at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> oh. I mean, like he, he's not. He can't change. That's Gary Medine. He can't change. That's his life. Uh, he's like a. He's living in Blackpool. What else is he going to do? Uh, I don't even want to talk about his goal. It was a shit goal to concede. He's a prick. So let's just leave it there. I know um, I have to because it was shit goalkeeping. I'm starting to come on board with Tom here. Okay, um, we can talk about it like that, but we can't. We can't talk about Medine anymore. No, talk about the goalkeeping. I think it's like it's close enough. It's not like miles away, but it's on his near side. It's yeah. I, I think he should be doing a lot, lot better with that with that shot at him. Tom, do you agree? Yes, I'm. St- I'm just. I just haven't been convinced, Ollie. I've said it before. Like he set the tone, he sets the pace of the game. He gets our passing going, but when it comes to basic goalkeeping, I think he lacks. Um, and it's just another case of I. He doesn't keep us in games like other keepers have for in the, in the past. He, we we don't see like a string of important saves or anything like that. We haven't he's seen. Not, he's not like Etheridge or Marshall, is he? In that in that no. regard. No, and he, like he does add in other ways that they didn't, because as we know, Etheridge couldn't kick with either foot, but like. Also, he's just, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not convinced by him at all. And I think it could be costly for us in tight games going forward. I'm starting to think he's wasted a goal, to be honest. <laughs> he'd be like a DM, shouldn't he? 
Yeah, the goalkeeping is the weakest part of this game. Um, I was I was watching the stream and had like the Blackpool commentary. Oh yeah, and they were amazed at how many touches he was getting. Like they were properly having a laugh every time the ball seemed to go to him, and they thought it was the funniest thing that a goalkeeper was taking that many touches. I don't know why. I mean, that's not that's not that funny. It's 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 basically the modern game. Yeah, but they thought it was like the craziest thing they've ever seen a goalkeeper taking touches. But I think at one point we had a corner and within about 30 seconds it was at his feet and that sort of hammered home we their point. We are corners this year, aren't we? We're just shit. We are just shit, to be honest. I'm trying to find what our XG is over the season. but um, I no, it's, not it's bad enough, the agenda that I'd into it. No, I know. <laughs> I was just thought I was just curious. Um, yeah, I mean, moving swiftly on to another bad thing that's going on at Cardiff City at the moment. It's a transfer embargo. Hooray! Uh, it's been three a while. windows, it's been eighteen months since our last one. Yeah, it's come around quick, hasn't it? Um, you know, pandemic and all that. Um, three windows. Christmas. Yeah, exactly. We can't, you know, we can't do anything in January sales now. Um, transfer transfer embargo for the next three windows. It takes us to the summer of twenty twenty four. Um, it's over the non payment of that first instalment of the Emilio Salamani. Now at six million pounds because of interest. Um, ben, I'll come to you first. Mehmet Dalman was giving it the big guns over the weekend, insisting that it's all a technical embargo. The lawyers are sorting it out. Tom, I can see you shaking your head. Ben, do you believe Mehmet Dalman? Not a fucking word. He could tell me the grass is green and I wouldn't believe him. The I'd have bloke, to look at the floor and check. The bloke's a con artist. Um, this It's it's not a simple situation. He's sort of downplaying it going, it's not even like he's downplaying it. He's saying I'm hopeful. Sort of, He's very politician in his answers of saying, I'm hopeful that we'll come across it. It's a technicality, all of this. The bit that's really pissing me off is that this has been known about for months. The club have known they've been slapped with this embargo for at least eight weeks, and nothing's come out until just before Christmas, and now they're saying, oh, yeah, we knew about it. We're working on it. That's fucking disgraceful. Yeah, I, yeah, but I guess if, they, if they're trying to work on it, I just, I, I just I would question the timing of it coming out. Because obviously it's like midday on the day of the game, basically. I, I understand your point, Ben, but if the club are working on it, I can see that and, and they're confident in whatever means that they can get rid of it, then I can understand why they wouldn't want to shout about it. But why would they release the news at midday on the day of the game? You know, it, it, we don't need another distraction around Cardiff City Football Club. I don't think it was leaked from them, though, was it? It's come out from someone... The fan meeting, basically. Yeah, and that's sort of where it's come from. Um, it's just, Again, it's just the club being piss poor at managing everything that it's it's it really it's, is. I'm really bored of talking about it though because it's never going to change while well this ownership's in place. They're not. No. Gonna, they're not going to give us the credit or the respect we deserve as fans. We don't need to know like the ins and outs. We don't need to know like the financial legal loopholes you're looking at to get out. Well, of they situation. don't know that, so how can they yeah, tell us that, that? That is part of the issue. But to go this long, knowing you're under a transfer embargo, then have Hudson asked questions in the press while they know they're under a transfer embargo, saying. What are your plans for January? Yeah. Just all of it is just not, it's just such a bad look for the club in a situation where the club looks pretty bloody bad as it is. It's just um, them in it. It's them to a T. Tom, you know, four years basically in January since Salah sadly passed away. Um, the legal case has been rumbling on and on from there. We've been defeated twice. We're going for a third one. Why I'm suing the insurance company now, and then we might sue Nonce, which will go down like a fucking cup of wet sick. I don't know why sick would be dry. Maybe powdered sick. Um, 
At what point do the club just need to admit defeat here? You know, if if if, if the legal case hasn't worked twice, how's it going to work a third time and then a fourth time? I just I don't, don't, I just I don't understand what the club are playing at. No, neither do I. And I think the more I read into it, the more it kind of angers me. And I think I kind of, especially like early doors, I can't, I thought I understood where the club was coming from. But yeah. the more I, the, but the more I read into it, it's like, oh, we're hoping, you know, the, the contract was signed, but there was something not quite right with it. So they were hoping to amend yeah. so that. It was, it, it was it, void, but yeah. Yeah, but it was, it was but never it was amended. Done, but the FAW have said it was done at their end and things. And to be honest, the more you read into it, the more you think, you know, we should be paying for this or at least something towards it because, you know, there's pictures of, you know, of Saleh with a Cardiff shirt in his hand. Like, and it's horrible having these conversations when a 29-year-old man has lost his life and yeah. the family are going to have to keep living through this the more that it's regurgitated in the media. And it's just horrible the way it is spoke about. And it's just the whole thing is just vile. And we're not it's very gonna... unseemly, isn't it? And we, and whenever... we come across it in a very bad way. No matter what happens now, our club's name is tarnished again. And I just don't think we've dealt with this issue in with any class or dignity. And I just don't think we're addre- I don't know, it's it's just a horrible, horrible thing. And the more I listen to Dalman, like when he's saying, Oh, you know, oh yeah, I'm really confident, but it is unpredictable. So, you know, it's almost like he's just completely contradicting himself within about but three I, weeks. I just I don't understand where the confidence is coming from if we've already lost the case twice. It's already gone to the arbitration court and that was ruled yeah. against us. So what we what what's suing the insurer gonna do? I was texting my mate about this earlier, and like insurers are incredibly good at not having to pay out on things. If there was no insurance in place or the policy had any kind of stipulation was void for any reason, the insurers aren't going to pay out on it and they'll have the, the paperwork to show that. Well, the club are trying to, I think the argument the club are trying to have is, well, you didn't tell us he wasn't insured. And, the club, and they're sort of, they're like, well, it's not our job. It's down to you to, it, like, it's like if I didn't have car insurance on my car, and I crashed my car, and then I tried suing Admiral for not because I didn't have insurance. Yeah, that's sure. sort of the approach the club's taking at the moment. I know it's a lot more complicated than that, but that basically what is from what I can sort of read, it's sort of boiling down to. And it's, it's the, just, I mean, we're sorry. not gonna, we're not going to get anything out of the insurers. No, it's, no. it's, the, it's the bit about, and I hate talking about it that way. We're not going to get anything out of the insurers, like. It's it's so uh, like you say, Tom. So undignifying when someone's lost their life that we that it's reduced to these kind of conversations. Yeah, and I think it's just the bit about like trying to get money out of nonsense. Then I think that's the bit now where I said it could be any. I think in Paul Abandonato's article saying it could be anywhere. We're asking between like was it twenty million and two hundred million if we prove that we could have stayed up in the Premier League with his goals and stuff like that. And it's just like you know by French law. Technically, he was still a known player, and I know it's a lot of money, and I know you don't just throw it about, but I feel like it would have been so much better for the club in terms of like PR just to get this sorted early doors, pay up what we owe, and like it's got to the stage now where we could technically pay the first instalment so we lifted from the embargo, but if we're paying five million towards. You know, there are six millionaires now. We're not going to afford to buy anyone in that window anyway. So it feels like, you know, we're fucked either way now. We're fucked at the PR now, level. It? It's money. Like it's just, I'm to be honest, it's just leaving such a bad taste in everyone's mouth, and it's it's just a horrible, horrible story from start to finish. The bit that gets me with Darman, and I genuinely really start to detest this man. I think he's a cancer at this club and needs to be gone. 
But you've got him on on these interviews saying, oh, he's talking about all this money and how these are avenues of recouping our losses and all of that about that. And then he's got the bollocks to drop in the stuff. Oh, we need to remember there was a life lost. Like, I think the only person who needs to fucking remember this is the people running the club at the moment because it's just outrageous. Just the gall yeah. of him to sort of drop that in at the end to try and take the moral high ground. I don't think the man's ever taken a moral high ground in anything. I mean, this is the man who, whilst working for Cardiff City, tried to buy Charlton. You know, the guy's an absolute snake. So I I just don't believe a single word he says. And and, and Tom, what you, you know, we'll get on to the fan meeting. Now, obviously, a lot of this was discussed in the fan meeting. That The, the Vandalato article says that a lot of the fans kind of took Dalman at his word that, um, you know, they had, a, they had a case and they were confident in winning this case. But the thing that stood out to me from that meeting was the fact that Dalman basically said the money for, for the Salah transfer was never set aside. It was a accounting provision on a profit and loss sheet or a balance sheet to show that we were thinking about that money. I mean, how fucking stupid are they? Well, if you don't have the money there to put aside, that's why it's not aside. I think that's that, that that's what that is. Um, but you would think that we've we've not exactly been splashing cash in the last few years. You think there'd be something there. Um, yeah. And that, it, it is worrying because the longer this drags on, it's going to cost us more and more, whether it be in lawyers' fees, whether it be in interest. Um, you know, because we haven't got like we haven't got that money set aside gathering interest either. So I, I just, I, I, this could ruin the club the longer this goes on. But that's part of why they're not wanting to pay in it because they haven't got the money. Yeah, exactly. The money's that. not there. They're shitting themselves, going, "We need to do whatever we can to not pay this." Yeah. I don't but think it's, but it's, I, I don't think this is about being right or wrong or a no. legal case. It's just stalling, it, isn't it? It's stalling, yeah. just trying to pull money from somewhere or getting lucky out of sheer desperation. That's what it feels like to me. And to not what have I don't it understand like is where that. the money's coming from for the legal work. Like it's not going to be a cheap legal case. You recoup it, don't you? It's sort of at the end of these cases, there tends to be a settlement out of court. There tends to be a settlement at the end of the losing side pays the fees. Yeah, but we've been on the losing side twice now. Yeah, and it keeps the bill keeps racking. Yeah, up the bill keeps up. rising. Like it's... we've got, we're willing to throw money at this cause. We're not, we're not willing to just. Like it feels like it would have been better for everyone and more financially prudent to have just paid that first instalment when we lost the first case, and then gone. Maybe we can use this time to work on our legal cases for the other stuff. I don't know if paying it would be like an admittance of guilt, but that's the issue, isn't it? I think. But we've, we'd already been found. We'd already been fact ruled against anyway. So at that point. With four, it's just a joke. It's They're in too deep, aren't they? The issue is they've yeah. gone too far in with this now. With they've yeah. only got one way out of this is hope that Keep by some miracle, hope that you win. Yeah, yeah. double 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 some, yeah. some court will find us as the victors, and we'll take them more high ground. Leave it there. I tell you and what, we need to we do, do. We need to go to Virginia, and we need to get the same people who did the Johnny Depp case because they would rule in our favour because they like ruling in the favour of cunts. Yeah, but you know what, our club are like. We'd hire Amber Heard's lawyers. They put forward a very good case. It was just Johnny Depp as a cunt. Um, talk about this fan meeting, Ben. Do you know who the fans were in attendance? Because I don't. No, and nothing's come out. Normally with these things, the trust or the supporters club or someone sort of pops up and say, look, we're at this meeting, this is what happened. And from what I've seen so far, none of them have come out and said they're in attendance, which makes me think it was Die Hunt. And Die Hunt alone that was there. Uh, he's banned, isn't he, for five games? Isn't that the oh, rumor? Is he? is he? Why? I, I don't know. That was a rumor that I saw on Twitter. I don't know. I decided to believe that rumor. Oh, is this a Tom Heaton thing all over again? I wouldn't be surprised. Some light relief. Um, <laughs> Tom, it feels like these 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 meetings 
you know, they, they seem to happen at these opportune times. They seem to happen with a kind of cloak and dagger guest list. And it seems to be a way for me, to, for Dalman, just to keep everyone at arm's length to go, look, we had a dialogue, but we didn't really tell you anything. Yeah, 100%. And I thought there was a really interesting comment from Dalman, which you don't get very often, about saying that he, um, was it, he hardly knows Mark when he was on about Mark Hudson. When you talk about keeping people at arm's length, and I, I didn't know whether it's that's really a good, weird. A really, is that a good or a bad thing that he doesn't know our manager? Maybe a good thing because Dalman's a snake, but at the same time, like it, I don't know. It's just people are so out of touch in this club now. That's that this is the problem. Um, and in terms of like fans and stuff being there, like how was there not more information on what was being said? You know, from just at least one person tweeting something, it being retweeted, there's next to nothing there. And, you know, we've seen earlier in the season the fallout with the trust and the club and things like that. Who was in that meeting? Because we certainly, I know we're not a fan group, but like, you know, you'd think we know enough people are in and around the club that we would have heard something, but I've heard absolutely nothing. And what they've tried to do is bury it in a, a game day, haven't they? And thinking yeah, it yeah. might be a day where we might actually win a game at home against a poor side and even that backfired. So it's it's just that it's becoming, you know, I don't get agitated very often despite the way the club is run. But like, I, I'm pretty much at the end of my tether now. Like it's, it's, it's just so, I just can't enjoy anything to do with Cardiff. Uh, oh, um, apart from this podcast, podcast, sorry, apart from hooray, this podcast, hooray. Um, let's be honest, I, the best chat's about food, yeah, <laughs> I mean, stuff gets in the way. We could get back to the food chat if you want. Um, what's everyone doing? What's everyone got for Christmas dinner? What do you go uh, for? I got a big turkey coming and a ham. I got turkey, yeah. I don't know. I tell you what, I went to um, some people do ham, some people do like a three yeah, bird yeah, roast, for, for a, goose. a goose. We went, I went to Thomas, I wouldn't say boots or one of those, Pontcana. On sat on Sunday. Was it nice? It was unbelievable. Like you know, it's good when cabbage is like a standout. I don't know how they've done it, but they made the nicest cabbage I've ever eaten. It was like what barbecue. Was, what, what, what was what was on the cabbage? It was like yeah. barbecued. It was like yeah, ketchup, bad meat. Yeah, it was like barbecue or something. It was unbelievable. And yeah, but yeah. So thanks to uh, the people that got us that for our wedding because that shit is expensive there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it is. Um, talking about what people want for their gifts, um, we asked. I asked people on Twitter today what was on their Cardiff City themed Christmas list this year. Let's run through what some people want for Christmas. Tom Carter wants Victor Camarasa on loan. Don't we all? Um, Alex says two goals in a game whilst keeping a clean sheet. Ian McKay, a win would be nice. Uh, Golf Dweeb says, can you make the TikTok compilation of England fans after the Kane penalty? The suffering of this will really raise my spirits this Christmas. I might just do that this week. Uh, Leon Millard, a decent ref. Uh, Barry Griffith, get rid of top management and get someone in that knows they won't uh, they, what they want and what they're doing. K49745, a permanent international break. Um, uh, here's a question for you, Ben. Rob Ashcroft asks, if you were stuck between Tan or Chew, would you go forward into Tan or backwards into Chew? Chew, Chew. <laughs> Is that your answer? Yeah, just wanted to make a train cool. noise. Uh, Karis says, a Ryan Wintle contract extension. Rodri says, an FA Cup run, a wit statue, Tan, Chew and Dalman out. Uh, Connor Davis, new owner, new manager and cheaper food option in the CCS. Part of me feels like the cheaper food option in the CCS is the most unrealistic on that list. <laughs> Did, well, didn't we have a pig in blanket hot dog this week though that made onto footy scram? Yeah, I don't know where that was though because like it didn't look like it was in the stadium. I don't know because it had the like same branding, I think. 
I thought that's one of the only good things that's come out of the club, if that was true. The bacon could have done with being cooked a bit more, though. It did look a bit... You need a bit of crunch in your bacon on a pig in blanket. Oh, I'm not so saucy. Do you not? Anyway, go on. Carry on, Ben. Ben, settle this. Um, what, do I need more crunchy bacon on a pig in blanket? How do you like yeah. your bacon on a pig in blanket? Do you want a bit of crunch to it, or does it need to be soggy? It has got to be a bit crunchy. I'm, I'm just finding a photo so I can see if whether it... I think that is in the stadium. That looks like a seat. It looks like a seat. <laughs> Right, I'll it take it back. Like good journalism, this is. Play play oh, it's live, mate. It's live. I'm fact checking the situation live as we speak. Uh, where did I get to on that? Uh, G's World. Oh, no. Adam CCFC, Steve Morrison, and Victor Camarasa back. G's World. This, think this pod will be a long one. You're wrong because we don't really want to talk about Cardiff. Oliver <laughs> Reese, a Ben Price cookbook, a win. Hey Jude before kickoff, a fit Jamalou Collins. My brother, Adam James, three points, a clean sheet and a six-month contract for Sean Morrison. Sean Collins, keep the club. George, a protest. Diff MJ, a Welsh Christmas miracle where all three just disappear and never to be seen again. Which three do you think he's talking about, Ben? Um, Hopefully not us. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Oh, yeah. No, it's not us. <laughs> Who do you think he's talking about? Which three? He says a photo he's put on. Who do you think well, the three I'm are? guessing it's Darman, Chew and Tan. Well done, mate. Uh, David Wayland. Um, the member. Oh no, wait, I can't see the original tweet that's responded to. Let me find that tweet. Um, uh, one second. Levi G seven nine two. Genuine question: With the disinterested fan base, transfer ban, relegation battle, and legal worries over the Salah case, could we actually be the next Bury FC and go bust? Tom, do you think that's a fair assessment? I tell you what. When you hear it read out like that in a succinct. Uh, Quite stark, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. I don't, I, I, I don't think so at this moment. But as uh, in Dalman's words, it's unpredictable. So we'll, we'll see. Um, the last two. David Carter asks, which grounds in League One are we most looking forward to visiting? Ben, any in League One on your list? Uh, I've never actually been to Shrewsbury's ground. I know it's not that far. Ground, the su- Salop. That's, the, that's their nickname. Um, I know his name. I see him all on TikTok. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have a quick look. Even though we, I, I feel like we've done this every season because we're so pessimistic <laughs> that I keep forgetting what my answer is. It feels a lot more real all of a sudden, though, doesn't it? It suddenly feels like, now this is actually on the cards here, please. Yeah. yeah. Well, Wickham again. Think... But they might go Wickham up. again. Yeah, because I, I just keep, every time we play Wickham, it's either being closed doors or I can't go or something like that. I wouldn't mind like Wickham, Cheltenham. I wouldn't mind going to Port Vale because it's massive. I wouldn't mind going to Port Vale, even somewhere like Lincoln. Proper old school ground. Well, yeah, that would be good, actually. Their badge is fucking mental, isn't it? It's an imp. It's an imp, mate. They're the imps. Yeah, it's really shit. It's a a bad badge. It is. Bolton would be good as well. The University of Bolton Stadium. I've been there, it's not that good. No, the police are very heavy handed there as well. Well, My name's Tom and I've been to football grounds. Anyway, twitter.com forward slash. Stanley. Who are they? Exactly. Uh, Twitter.com forward slash VFT Ninian if you want to get involved with um, with all our Twitter nonsense, basically. Um, we're rifling through this podcast, lads. We clearly don't want to talk about Cardiff City, so I'm going to bring you a Wikipedia nugget for you to guess. I think this is the hardest one yet. Oh, what? We've had furniture stores already. How, how is this going to be harder? I'm looking um, forward I... to find out who owns a kebab shop in Rotherham. <laughs> <laughs> I can barely read one of the words, but um, anyway, I will. I will just get into it. Um, <clears throat> under personal life on this player's Wikipedia, it says this player has been diagnosed with diabetes mellitus. 
This player has been diagnosed with a diabetes mellitus. That's it. That's it. That's all you're getting. That screams last minute nugget, this. Yeah. Oh, I was searching it while we were talking earlier. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, can we get some clues or is that it? Look, this is... Let's get over and done with it. I should say a play. I'm going to go David Marshall. Um, Solomon Tewo. Neither of you are anywhere near it. Oh, um, oh, terrible from us that. Um, he. I'll give you one clue. He was one of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's signings. Joe Ingeberget. Close. Magnus Wolf Eichram. I was oh. just about to say Eichram. I couldn't remember his name. Well, he weren't going to say, say it, were you? Well, yeah. I, was, I was like, I, in my head, I was going, "What's the wolf one?" <laughs> Magnus Wolf Eichram. He's got diabetes mellitus. Don't even know what that is. Obviously, ask, I really, I really hope it's not that serious. No, I'll ask the wife later. She's a diabetes dietitian, so she'll know. There we go. Um, that's a win for me, um, which I'm delighted about. <laughs> it, um, it always is, mate. Any, I take any win. Um, it's Christmas, lads. Um, this is our last podcast before Christmas. Um, any Christmas wishes about Cardiff City for you boys, Ben? Uh, just one normal day. Just one day with one regular day of Cardiff. That's all yeah, I ask for. All I want for Christmas. Tom? Yeah. Like I, I sometimes think, oh, but perhaps it's like this for all clubs. But surely yeah. it can't be. Like it's just I, absolute madness at the moment. I, I kind of think like when you think back to the last well, to Vincent Tan come, you know, changing the kit from blue to red, there has just been something really weird happening at Cardiff City almost every year. Like you know, we've had the kit changing from blue to red. Then we've had the kit changing back from red to blue. We have, have had, you know, a player die in a plane crash. We've had former players, a few former players pass away. We've had coaches come in who've gone on to do weird things, like Russell Slade with his law thing that he's working on at the moment. Yeah, racism like, scandals. Racism scandals. Like, there's just, this club seems to be mired in some kind of drama or controversy all the time. And one, like... A week when nothing happens, like a transfer embargo or a racism scandal or something like that, would be really nice, wouldn't it? It's tiring, isn't it? Like it's really it gives tiring. us stuff to speak about, but it wouldn't be it'd be quite nice if it was positive for once. But it, but it's it's even deeper than that. You think like even when things were going well, we had players suspended for drugs. Yes, yeah, and everything along Forget with that. that. It, it just 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 goes on and on, and it's just. Slowly, bit by bit, just the, it, it starts being funny, then it stops being funny very quickly, and then just becomes tiresome. And just like it's just you can what? see why the attendances are shit as they are, and why fans are so apathetic to it all because it's yeah, not yeah. like you get a year's break. There, I think there has been some sort of shitstorm since Tan's come in non stop. It's, it's mad though, like we've been successful. Like football wise, in that time as well, like Wembley finals, like promotions. And how has that happened with what's going on off the pitch as well? Like, the if, we were, if we were a, a well run, normal football club, we probably, you know, under Warnock, we probably would have gone up and potentially stayed in the Premier League. Under the, the, the yeah. first time we went up, if we hadn't got rid of Mackay halfway through the season, I know there was, you know, all the other stuff that was going on. We were on course to stay up that season. Like we've we, we've created so many problems of our own doing as well. Like it's not, it's, it almost feels like things are normal. What can we do to fuck it up? It's oh, I don't know. Let's do this. It's mentally, you think back to that Blackpool playoff game 
And that was just before Tan had got properly inked. So it was TG at the time, wasn't it? It was sort of mm. the yeah, it was. Guy, it it was just that they, they reaffirmed their commitment at the end of that year, didn't they? Yeah, and you think the difference if Charlie hadn't had scored that free kick of where this club would be. Because I still think like if we had gone up that year, the squad we had then, I think we'd have finished like pretty comfortably. Like I think we'd have survived, and it could the club could be. Listen, I've I've, I've heard a rumor. You know the film The Butterfly Effect. They're making The Butterfly Effect two. Ashton Kutcher's producing it. He's on board. Um, Danny DeVito's playing Michael Chopra. Um, they're going to do. It. <laughs> almost... If you had to cast, if you had to cast, I just waiting for the like, question. Michael Chopra would be Danny DeVito. Um, David Marshall would be Russell Martin. Um, you'd probably put Jim Jim from American Pie as Peter Whittingham, obviously. Yeah. Um, uh, Ricky from Hollyoaks as Jay Bothroyd. Um, Ricky from Hollyoaks. He was, I think he went to Hollywood and he's quite he's quite he's big now in America. Um was he the guy that was on the hundred? What the cricket? No, the hundred <laughs> TV show that was really Sorry, good. Yeah, I think so. Him. I think so. Um I I don't know who else who else you're casting in that. Um there's a Twitter Who played question. Dave Jones? Oh who's who's really who's, grumpy with grey hair? Yeah, I was trying to think who would play Dave Jones. Um whoever played Jabba the Hutt. No, I'm thinking, um, what's the dad of uh, Meet the Fockers? Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro, yeah. He's not fat enough. No, <laughs> but, he can, he, but he can get fat for it. He's an actor. Uh, he did that for Raging Bull, I think. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, yeah, the guy using the 100 Ricky from Hollyoaks. He's, he's a good actor. Uh, anyway, that one, that's one for Twitter. Uh, who, who would play, you know, Ashton Kutcher's on the production. Who's playing who in the Butterfly Effect 2? Charlie yeah, Adam. But- Gabble G. Persh's Shrek. <laughs> oh, bless him. Um, right, three games over the Christmas period. UPR, Coventry, Blackburn. Um, ben, a few weeks ago, we kind of talked about the fact we had some winnable games coming up. I've looked at the table. Coventry are on the up. UPR, despite their really bad former in seventh. Blackburn, incredibly, are still in third in this division, despite Madness. losing almost every week. Um Ben, are you worried about these three games now? Oh, yeah, I've shit myself. It's going to completely just ruin Christmas, isn't it? That's um, not lactose intolerance either, is it? No, it's all just <laughs> horrendous. Yeah, I I, tell you, I thought I'd suffer more today for Mrs. Potts. But anyway. It's in the post, mate. Wake up tomorrow, you'll see. Um, oh, I'm that. But yeah, it's just not going to be good, is it? You look at it. Like, Coventry conceded three goals to the Jacks after being 3-0 up. And I'm still convinced they're going to be as comfortably. Well, they've just got they've got a striker in Victor Gyokoresh who can just score goals, um, and he scores goals by himself. I think there was one a few weeks where we basically took on the whole team and scored. He's he's a ridiculous footballer. Uh, QPR Tom, QPR won their first game under new management under Neil Critchley. Um, we don't we don't seem to beat QPR, do we? No, I can't stand them. Um, and like the game earlier this season as well was one of the worst football games I've ever been to in my life. Um, the thing is, we we lost the QPR earlier this season. We lost to Coventry earlier this season, and we were what a penalty save away from throwing away a, a game yeah. against Blackbird, where we were outstanding in large parts. So even that, we tried to just completely, I don't know, ruin for ourselves. But it is worrying. Like part of me feels I will get we'll get some points out of this and do okay. <laughs> But it is we could easily lose all three games. I think that that's the problem at the moment. And then we've got some Blackburn huge games Norwich at the weekend. Exactly, they're all over the place. Blackburn, aren't they? They, you, they're like 
the uh, the classic cliche about the French in rugby, like that you don't know what Blackburn are going to turn up because one week they're absolutely woeful and then they pull results out of the bag. And I don't want to play an unpredictable side like that at the moment when we're in the form that we're in. We've won, what, 2-10? Black- Blackburn's form's pretty good. Win, loss, loss, win, loss. Um, and I think they obviously they won at the weekend. So they've lost three of their last five, yet are still two points clear of Watford in third. It's. I think the worrying thing is, like, West Brom are doing exactly what we said they'd do and pick up form by winning five in a row. And the, if teams keep doing that around us, we know we're going to be in trouble. I, I, like the bookies haven't, we're like eleven to two, I think, to go down at the moment. I think Huddersfield well, a couple are, of quid, that, isn't it? <laughs> Huddersfield are the only ones who are odds on to go down. They've beaten us this season. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about I forgot about that earlier. I thought that really cheer myself up by looking at our, our results, and I was like, well, why I'm, did I do that? I'm, I'm looking at the table now. Huddersfield, like you say, they're they're seven points adrift of 21st. Uh, so they're, you know, they're, they're, they're close to getting cut off at the bottom. Wigan are on 24 in 23rd. Blackpool are on 24 and 22nd. Hull in 21st on 26th. We're on 26th. Rotherham are on 26th. Bristol are on 27th. Then it's two points to Stoke. It's it's tight up to 13th because Middlesbrough are only on 30 points there. Sunderland are on 31 in 12th. But we're just, we're only ever one loss away from dropping into the relegation zone, aren't we? It's mad. Like, and Borough, again, another team I don't think will stay there. I think they'll make a bit of a charge as well. Well, having a really like, good time at the Carrick, they were, they were unlucky at the weekend. Exactly. I think there's a few teams that will pull away from there and we've got to make sure that we're in that pack. We're pulling away because we we could easily just sleep. Like I think we said in some previous ones, we could sleepwalk into relegation here. And with all of the stuff that's going on off the pitch, we ain't coming back up anytime soon. I'm looking ahead. How the fuck are Rotherham above us? Like you look at just bits like that, it's just they were woeful against us. Yeah, I think they just had a good couple of good results though. They, and like we, 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 we don't, you know, we we had a, a good start to the season by beating Norwich and, and Birmingham, but we don't seem to strung together any results since then. You it's say been that, so though, patchy. They, they are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. In the last nine games, they've they've picked up five points. Rotherham, yeah. It's not like they could they could drop like a stone like us, but like we're we're still below them, and that's the issue, isn't it? And like we, I'm looking ahead beyond beyond the Blackburn game on the first of January. Obviously, we've got Leeds in the cup, but then Wigan just below us, Millwall just above us, Luton just above us, Hull just below us, Middlesbrough just just below us, and then we've got Birmingham, Reading, and Norwich. I mean, that's not an easy run of games, is it, Ben? No, you'd think by like. You sort of hope and look at that if you're sort of more comfortable in the table. Go, oh, that's a lovely run of fixtures. That that could be quite a nice charge to the playoffs. When you're properly in amongst it, that's um, yeah, it's very do or die. Then, isn't it? It's very, it it's season defining. It sets where you're going to be for the rest of the year, and I think we all know where we're going to be for the rest of the year now. Um, plucky Black- plucky eighth is a distant distant dream. Blackburn still haven't drawn a game. Blackburn still haven't drawn a game. No, after 23 games, they've lost. They've only lost one less game than us, and they're third. They've won 13, lost 10, and haven't drawn. <laughs> That's mad. That's mad. They've, they've, like, they've conceded less goals than us. It, they were only two two less than us. It's mad, though. Like set, We've won seven games out of 23. Like That is just simply not good enough. And when you think about it, I don't feel like we've been hard done by in that many games, and we've actually got away with a few. Like Stoke. You know, we've we've got away with a couple of decisions there, um, and it's just it's worrying. I 
in, even in like the win against Norwich, right, early early in the season, that was a one deflected shot in a game where we created like zero chances. But like we've really ridden our luck to get the points we've got. And I mm. think that's the way we, we haven't comfortably won a game this season. Like like someone said in the Twitter comments, wasn't it? Like, I'd love to keep a clean sheet and score like two goals. Like, because we just don't do that. We just make everything hard for ourselves. And yeah, the only, game, the only game we've won by two clear goals was Wigan away. Yeah. That's nuts. It's mad, isn't it? Like, it, I know we're a podcast, but it's like that's the thing. The more you delve into these things, the more you read into it, it just gets starker. And it's just like Christmas periods are make or break for a lot of clubs. Yeah. And we could easily, you know, after, you know, we could lose three in a row, get battered in the FA Cup in front of only Leeds fans. That's what it feels like it's <laughs> going to be at the moment as well. You know, it, it could be. We could be in serious trouble, or we could be clear of trouble midway through January, and we've just got to really hope it's the latter. How many times um, do you reckon we've scored more than one goal this season? Oh, I'm going to go three. Tom? I was I was going to say three as well. Funny enough, well, it's good news, boys. It's better than that. It's four. Oh, hey, woo! Always good to end on some good news. Positive isn't it? positives. Five. We're going out with positivity. Right, three games, Ben, over Christmas. How many points are we getting? Two. Two draws? That is optimistic. Tom? <laughs> uh, I think we'll have three points. I was going to go one. Where, where's your one coming from? We're going to draw with Blackburn. Away? Yeah. Rogue. <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's the game I'm, I'm comfortable with. I think we'll lose. I yeah. don't. I just don't know. I just don't know with this team. It's so like I don't know who's going to play. I don't know what kind of form they're going to be in. It's just so unpredictable at the moment. But the thing is, right? You say about who's going to play. I still get excited. Like, I looked at that starting lineup. And I thought, Christ, that's not bad. That yeah, I know. Like, that's the can, thing that worries me. It's ridiculous, me. isn't it? Yeah, you sort of look at your fuck. If that if that ticks, if that clicks, jobs are good. And and then you sort of see that for first, months, haven't we? And that's you, a... you see the first half, and you think that's going to look all right. That is that looks quite tasty. And you think, oh, we got Ruben Cole to come off the bench. Oh, we still got Isaac, Isaac Davis, Davis, to, come Isaac, Isaac yeah, Davis yeah. to come back in. Um, that means Shea not on the bench, even better. All of that sort of just builds up, and like the the hopes there, and then the second half starts, and undoubtedly will be one nil up, and we'll fuck it. I think. And, I just don't think we have players who can pull us out of trouble. I think we've got a lot of players that are quite exciting, if not a little bit inconsistent. But I just. We don't seem like a team who could grind out a result where we would have had that in the past, even when we weren't playing well. well at the moment, we're playing kind of, well and not getting results. Under under Warnock, under Harris, we there were times where we we would get results in in the most inopportune circumstances. Yeah. Um, under Morrison, that that did happen a little bit. Um, it, it did happen under McCarthy when he first came in. But now we just if we go a goal down, if we concede, it's almost like well, apart from Stoke recently, but we, it just it's just like there's no confidence in us to get out, get us out of that trouble. And that's where sort of the leadership on the pitch is a big issue for me. Um, like the players I thought was, would have stepped up a bit this season, sort of become leaders, haven't. I'm not expecting a Joe Rawls. He wears the armband, but he leads by example. He's not a shouter. He's not a talker. I was expecting more from Perry NG this season, sort of as far as talking goes. I was expecting him to be really become one of those leaders, sort of prove he could be a future captain. Wintle mm. the same. Um, like I think it's massively important we sign Sean Morrison on a six month contract. I like, but like 
can we even do that under a transfer embargo? I don't know what the rules are. Um, um, to bring bring someone like him with a leadership in would be huge right now because there's not many better better players if fit and on form that you'd want to sort of drag a result out than Sean Morrison. He knows how to shit house his way, and you know, and he'll put his body on the line. I don't think we can because it'd be a new player registration, wouldn't he? Because that's he was officially out of contract last season, so we couldn't. We'd have to. We wouldn't be able to register him. But then that's oh. bad forward thinking from the club. If you know that you're gonna an embargo come in, why aren't we signing him earlier in the season? Bad forward thinking is what this club's done for the last fifteen years. Yeah, it was more rhetorical, and yeah, that didn't. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, but like, maybe. I don't know. It's it's. I, that leader thing does worry me. It's like even Robinson has come in, right? He's led by example. But then, you know, you, you go into a derby game and he turns into a petulant child and throws a ball in someone's face. Yeah. You know, it's just the people you want to step up aren't doing it. Um, and Hudson was a leader on the pitch. But I don't get that confidence off him on the sidelines. Like, he no. kind of looks a little bit, I don't know, bereft of energy and ideas. And He looks you know, lost, doesn't he, at the moment? He does a little bit. And it's sad to see, right? It's... it's it's a hard situation for a young manager to be thrust into. Oh, horrible. You, he, he was part of the previous regime, so would have dealt with all the stuff, you know, whatever happened behind the scenes for Morrison to get to get sacked. He's now come in having to pick up the pieces of that and deal with the transfer embargo and deal with all the other shit that comes with being a Cardiff City manager. And it's so, and how, you know, it's like, yes, you can want to be a football manager, but you don't want to have to deal with everything else that's going on because it's it, it, it's time spent away from the game, isn't it? Yeah, and it, it it hurts your chances of getting jobs further down the line, doesn't it? You sort of yeah. look, if, if you're looking at this at the moment, this talk that uh, Stevie Mars could go, um, who's just sat their manager in League One? Uh, oh, it was, it was t- MK Dons, isn't it? MK Dons, yeah, on about him possibly going in there, which I'd pay to see because I can't imagine Steve Morrison in Milton Keynes. I think it it's a sitcom waiting to be written. He's from Enfield, isn't he? Which isn't too far from Milton Keynes. Yeah, I know, but him in like MK and Milton Keynes weight trows just causing havoc is just something I want to see. Maybe but, um, he'll sign um, Max Waters. <laughs> yeah, and then bench him again. Take him back. Um, I th- I feel it, like. Go on, Tom. Are you going to finish off with anything positive or? No, no, of course not. Um, <laughs> but like, I think, but I think that was a point. There was a point there about like you know we could ruin Hudson's kind of managerial career. We've ruined every single manager we've had managerial career. Like yeah. everyone has gone on. Well, I think was it like six of the last seven aren't in jobs, and the one who is is bottom of the league. Like, it's just is that Malky Mackay? Oh, oh no, he's in the job now, isn't he? I think is it Neil? Him, was, Neil Harris is still drilling him by like the skin of his teeth. I think. Skin of his teeth. Yes, yeah. yeah. And it's just like it's, it is mad, right? Like we're not like people aren't after leaving us. I don't know whether we've just sapped all energy out of them, all ability, but like other clubs, like get managers poached. Well, we're not going to have that as a worry, are we? Like, it's just, it's no. everything's depressing. When was the last manager who left, at, like, even going back to Lenny Lawrence, Alan Cork, none of them were poached. No, the only manager that's gone on to bigger and better things is Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, who's arguably one of the worst managers we've ever had. And he got and he that on a right t- he got that, time. Yeah, because he was a club legend. It's not like he went because of his managerial ability. Um, again, it just shows the poor decision-making at the club, doesn't it? We're taking people that no one else wants, and yeah, uh, you can you can make an argument for Mackay and sort of say if the things hadn't come out that they did, that he probably would have gone to Crystal Palace, and who would have known where they'd be from there? Because I think he was going in for Palace when uh, Pulis just before Pulis got it, wasn't he? 
Well, Moody, Moody went in as director of football, um, but yeah. was immediately sacked because of all the re- revelations. Um, don't know about you, lads, but this has really cheered me up going into Christmas. Yeah, I get to go back to work <laughs> tomorrow as well. Oh, joy. Yeah, but I'm in work tomorrow. Um, God. Um, well, I mean, if you want to share in our misery, twitter.com forward slash VFT Ninian. Um, remember, with, with, the, with the new sponsor, Terrace Badger, there's a code for terracebadger.com, VFTN15. I've got the right, haven't I, Ben? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Um, ben, you're wearing one of the Terrace Badger hats now. It's a lovely hat, isn't it? It's a cracker, yeah. It's um the grey bluebird beanie. Um, yeah. yeah, really big fan of it. And I yeah, normally I, got one as I, well, I can't lovely. wear hats. I normally look like an idiot, and even I look sexy in this. I'm wearing a hat, and I do look like an idiot, but it's not that hat. It's a different hat. Um, what else am I going to say here? KOFI.com forward slash VFT Ninian. If you want to contribute to our running costs, all that's left to say is Merry Christmas. Um, it's been a year. We've had a year. Thanks to everyone who has listened this year. We really appreciate all the support that we get. It's been our biggest year yet for listens, and we really appreciate it. We'll have some time off over Christmas, but we'll be back not too far away. Tom, big Christmas plans? Yeah, back to Wales, uh, back to West Wales, back to the 1970s. So really looking forward to it. Ben, big Christmas plans? Yeah, going even further back in time. I'm going back to Brecon. So <laughs> oh, I think back to the 1950s. Oh well, I'm I'm going back to the early 2000s because I will be in Cardiff at some point over Christmas. So um, I don't know. Cardiff's quite metropolitan. I don't know why I said the early 2000s. So. <laughs> anyway, Merry Christmas, Nadolichlau and Pau, and we'll see you in a week or so. They may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the Ninian With views from the Ninian Not shoes from the Ninian The view from the Ninian